live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed positions. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. You know it's going to be a fun damn day or evening when Statman texts you the Browns, the Clippers, and Scott Dixon. Not such a damn good day. Statman, you going you going to be okay, buddy? We got us an NFL season kicking off. I don't know. They promised me that the Browns were going to be better. I, you know, Baker, uh, get the recorder out. Mark this. Uh, we're two minutes into the show. September 13th, 2020, Baker Mayfield is junk. He will never be more than junk. He will. He is useless. All right? September 13th, 2020, uh, what, what is it? It's 10.01 p.m. Eastern. Eastern yeah. time. Mark it down. Okay. And while we're at marking down stuff, I know you got to say whatever's <laughs> coming up on the show. Right. We got, and it, it's going to be a great one, I promise you. We got the winner of the IndyCar, second IndyCar race after my guy screwed up, blew it. <laughs> we got we to take our hats off, Kenny, to Crash. Mm-hmm. Crash hit it. Not out of the ballpark. She hit it out of the parking lot on Jimmy Johnson going to Ganassi. She said that, what, three weeks ago? And everybody said, yeah, right, okay, whatever. Sure, that's not going to happen. Yeah, right. And now everybody is talking about it. They're even planning on a third or fourth car at Ganassi for him. Crash, you have my deepest respect. You pulled that one off. Here's the deal, though. Does it really count, though, if the second part of my wish does not come true? Because what I want is for Tony Kanaan to take the ovals in that same ride as a ride share. So if that doesn't come through, am I still kind of cool? Well, Marshall Marshall Pruitt kind of hinted that might be possible. Might be it might okay. be a wish, but maybe he was listening to the Speed Freaks too. <laughs> I did tweet it out after we talked about Jimmy Johnson and Tony Kanaan ride sharing in an Indy car for this next season. I did tweet it out ad nauseum. So I w- and I was copying a bunch of people. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe it li- I copied Chip himself. Maybe it lit a little fire, and maybe if he was starting to have the conversations, he just said, screw it. Crash says, make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Bang. All right. So, oh. Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> yep. Yep. as of 10.03, you could have your show back. <laughs> well, all I know is Jimmy Johnson's headed to IndyCar, and the Browns are back as the Browns. <laughs> the Browns are back useless. 
Yeah, well, the, the Browns are back. I mean, the Browns are back. They're well, they, back. They, they've never been anywhere else but useless since they returned to the NFL. So they haven't gone anywhere. They're useless then. They're useless now. Colton Herta, your winner from day two at Mid-Ohio IndyCar Series. He'll be joining us from his car. Uh, if he can just somehow connect to us, I understand it might not be the greatest connection, but we'll get to it. He's driving back from Mid Ohio to Indianapolis, so he's uh, the guy who won Mid Ohio is actually driving back, and he's driving himself. Back. Oh my god! <laughs> At two hundred miles an hour, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, Dave Mustaine, Rust in Peace, is his new book that's out. By the way, Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. Millions of records later, cocaine, alcohol problems, throat cancer. He beat all their asses, and he's going to be joining us in about 35 minutes here in the Freak Nation. Brendan Gone, NASCAR star, off-road star, played basketball at Georgetown. We caught up with him after John Thompson passed away. He played under John Thompson. He was assigned to guard Allen Iverson. So Brendan Gone will be joining us here in the Freak Nation, and NASCAR truck driver, Carson Hosevar will be joining us in the second hour. Holy smokes. Are we going to be able to get all that in this two hours, the freaks? And we got a lot of stories to cover as yeah, well. Yeah, man. This was as, who is it? Nick Bromberg with Yahoo Sports. <laughs> he said, oh, wow, shocking news on a Tuesday. Wonder what's going to happen the rest of the week. And then it was every day saying, oh, here's today's hit. Oh, here's today's hit. <laughs> it was. It was one of those weeks in motorsports. Yeah. And we'll get to a lot of those, including Bubba Wallace, he gone, uh, Mike Wallace, he gone, and others. But first, we're going to get some crash glass pit news and notes and resume with some affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. How you doing, Freak Nation, on a Sunday night? Resuming with another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Colton Herta, IndyCar Series winner, will be joining us. Dave Mustaine, Megadeth frontman, will be here. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Now, through the end of October, 100 bucks off, up to 100 bucks off of qualifying General Tires. When you purchase, again, those qualifying tires from General Tire, you want 100 bucks back, right? Go to GeneralTire.com for more information. Crasher? Like we said, this was a news week big time in motorsports. It started on Tuesday where, what? California Speedway. That has been, up until recently, the home track of the Freak Nation. California Speedway is kind of where the show cut its teeth. California Speedway was set to is now announced to be bulldozed and repurposed as a short track. Moving forward, I'm not a huge fan of that. We'll get to that later in the show. Then come Wednesday, hey oh, Jimmy Johnson announces a two-year deal. He ain't retiring. He's retiring from NASCAR. But how about this? A two-year deal to drive an Indy car on road courses for Mr. Chip Ganassi. Then we thought, okay, nothing next. Oh, wait, Thursday, Bubba Wallace, who has had just a stellar PR year in the number 43 with Richard Petty Motorsports. And remember, he's a part-time owner in the team as well. Yeah, Bubba Wallace leaving Richard Petty Motorsports at the end of this season. Where will he land? We'll have some speculation on that coming up. Friday, pretty quiet. Oh, Saturday. Hello, Mike Wallace. Yet no relation to Bubba Wallace. 
suspended indefinitely. We'll get to that as well. Oh, boy. Formula One raced the Tuscan Grand Prix. This was also just strange. Two red flags, a crash fest, debris everywhere. But when you're good, you're good. Even with the slow start, the end result was the same. For the sixth time this season, his 90th win overall, Lewis Hamilton won the race. And Statman has a great scat coming up on what went down on the podium for Formula One. IndyCar had two races and two winners from the pole position. Neither day was points leader and season dominator Scott Dixon, though. Finally, a breakthrough of sorts for Andretti Autosport. They swept the podium today with Colton Herta on top, Alexander Rossi second, Ryan Hunter Ray third. Saturday belonged to Team Penske with Will Power, the winner from green to checkered flag. NASCAR raced Richmond this weekend, starting with the trucks on Thursday night. Grant Enfinger, your winner, on to Xfinity, Justin Allgaier with the checkers. And then Saturday night cup racing, your winner, Brad Keselowski. IndyCar Series winner, Colton Herta, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, you're everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system to fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. 
Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MavTV. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios been doing it for 20 years, Freaks. Uh, almost as long as this dude's been along, or been around, I should say. Colton Herta, winner of the second race in Mid-Ohio. IndyCar race joining us here in the Freak Nation. And drivers talk about this all the time, where they feel like they've got such a close car to win a race. And you talked about that after this race. You were so, you've been so close to to hitting your mark. What's been the problem up until now, Colton? Well, I think it's kind of just been a numerous occasions, but either I've messed up or we kind of haven't quite had the balance or maybe had the problems with the pit. But, you know, I think it's so hard to win an IndyCar race that you need to do every single thing right. I think that's, that's what's awesome about IndyCar is that's why it's so difficult. Yeah, I think it, it's really tough to do. Colton Herta on his speakerphone because his other phone well, his phone, his regular ear, whatever the hell you call it, it's busted, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Hey, it, with your win today, what does that do for you and the team? Did, now is this a, a formula that you can stick with and win more races or at least find the podium more often? Yeah, I think we've slowly been making the car better, and, and we kind of got to the point where the last three races, I think we, we, we had shots of winning every single time. Um and, and we finally did it in this fourth one. So, you know, I think it gives the team a lot of confidence to go into, into Indy. We obviously have a pretty big break here uh, before Indy GP. So it gives the team a lot of confidence going through this, you know, little break in the season and then coming into Indy GP with a lot of confidence. And it was even better that that we got the uh, the whole whole base. Well, basically, almost every strategy driver in the team got up there. So, you know, we have one, two, three today. So, uh, you know, I think it just shows that the formula is working and the cars are, are doing really well. Yeah, the bottom line, Colton Herta, you've had the speed, but yeah, it's like it's getting every single part of the equation together. And yeah, with a one, two, three finish today, it seems like Andretti Autosport does have that now. So Colton Herta, winner of Mid Ohio Two here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. What do you do now to keep yourself good and ready to race before the next race, which is in about it's about three weeks away at Indianapolis. And then what does the team do to keep the cars exactly where they have them right now, not tinker with them too much? Um, yeah, I think for, for me, it's probably just normal uh, training and, and not much we can do in the three weeks. I mean, obviously, we'll do a little prep work before the race. And I'm actually driving back to Indy right now to go into the simulator on Tuesday for the Indy GP. Um, so, you know, we're doing as much as we can, but as far as the cars, I think, you know, it's pretty normal protocol after the race and they kind of get broken down and, and, uh, everything comes up the car and they make sure everything's all right when they rebuild it. But, um, yeah, I think we had a, we had a pretty good balance for NDG, for the first NDGP. Um, and, and so kind of finding that stuff that we can out of that weekend and bringing it into this weekend so we have a really solid race car. Colton Herna, are you happy that there's only road courses left 
or do you really want to race on the ovals? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like the, the You like road courses over ovals. We recently had the legendary Mario Andretti on with us. He's a fan of Colton Herta. Said you might be a guy that could fit in Formula One. Is that something that you have in your plan for Colton Herta's future? Uh, I mean, I'd love to get the Formula One a crack. I mean, obviously, I don't want to go over there with the with a four team. I'd like to go over there with the top three teams because <laughs> I don't want to be sitting around the midfield for the next three, four years. Um, so, you know, I think I think it's, it's amazing to think that, and, and obviously, if I got the shot, I think I, I'd have to try it. Um, but if not, I'm perfectly happy with running in Indy, IndyCar for the rest of my life. And uh, unfortunately, right now, I don't have the super license points. So that's, that's another challenge. But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like I, I, I feel the need to go to Formula One or, or the drive to go to Formula One, I guess. But, you know, if it happens, it'll be great. But if it doesn't, I'm gonna be just fine in IndyCar. Yeah, and IndyCar, IndyCar would be very sad to lose you. So we're fine with you staying here too, even though that would be the opportunity of a lifetime. Colton Herta joining Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And Colton, can you explain at all what this year has been? Because again, it's been a strange year for everybody from coast to coast, from all around the world, because of COVID nineteen and because of now we've got these wacky weather conditions all over the world including these fires out in the West Coast, which, of course, I know you're a Santa Clarita, California guy. It's just, but now you have a win. It's like the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of 2020 are just whack. How do you sum up this year? It's definitely has been a crazy year. Uh, and kind of hard to go in and begin and begin out. Obviously, it's always changing conditions what the weekends are going to be like and how much track time we're going to get. But, you know, I think... For us, it was really weird. Uh, for me personally, it was really weird at the start of the race or of the season to be able to get back racing uh, five months after schedule or whatever it was, and, yeah. and with no fans and having to wear a mask, and it just felt weird. But you know, to be honest, it's, it's become normal to the point where you don't really think anything of it anymore. And, you know, you're always have your mask on you, and uh, you know it feels normal. But uh, it was refreshing to have fans in Ohio today, we, even though it was only like, I think, 6,000 people were allowed in, so not a ton of people, but it was still enjoyable to see people around the track. Do you play in your band with a mask on? Do you drum with a mask on? I haven't played the drums in a long time, actually. Really? With and everything, yeah. And obviously, uh, being I was on the West Coast, there were scene, so it was obviously shut down a lot, lot more than I think a lot of places got shut down. Um, but no, I don't know. Oh, man. Well, buddy, do yourself a favor. Go out and buy a new damn phone. It sounds like you're in the middle of a, of a damn airport on the <laughs> runway, all right? The road that I'm driving on is very loud. Yes. <laughs> hey, man, congratulations to you, buddy. Finish off strong, all right? 
Put that guy on some damn general tires. Holy <laughs> smokes. That would quite the ride. Or Conti's, yeah. Golly, <laughs> man, can't you do something about that, bud? Hey, you know, hey. this is a Republican state. He's got he's to <laughs> deal with uh, the, the roads that he's dealt. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, snap. <laughs> Oh, since that man landed in Ohio, man, I you just you bring that bottle of Hennessy every night, don't you? <laughs> hey, I saw there was Bambi was running all over the yard this afternoon. There were two or three little, but they were getting smaller and smaller. Careful, stat man. There are there are men out there that that think of Bambi likes to swing around a brass pole. Okay. Well, seriously. Yeah, be careful, Statman. Would you please welcome Bambi to the center stage? Doesn't matter. She, <laughs> she's he or she was still running around the front yard. Doesn't mean she's naked. Uh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say. No. Well, let me save us. The K&N filter works. Six-time world driving champion Lewis Hamilton won Sunday at the Tuscan Grand Prix in Italy. Post-race, he wore a T-shirt supporting Brianna Taylor while he talked with media. Hamilton's anti-racism efforts have been strong. This week, he showed another interest, launching X44, a team that will compete in the all-electric Extreme E off-road series. He said this is a step towards raising awareness of global environmental issues. Chip Ganassi Racing and Andretti Autosport have announced teams as well. Hamilton says he won't be part of the driver lineup and he won't take a direct operational role in the team. Extreme E will race electric vehicles in five remote locations that are already damaged or severely threatened by melting ice caps and deforestation, among other things, damaging the planet. The series is scheduled to begin in Senegal in January. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Fifteen minutes, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Rust in Peace is the new book. He'll be here. Next hour, Brendan Gaughan, NASCAR star, was selected to guard Allen Iverson when they both played for Georgetown. We caught up with Brendan Gaughan just after John Thompson died. Uh, he's got some great stories about JT. And Colton Herta joined us last segment, your IndyCar Series winner from Mid-Ohio. It's the same damn track that uh, allegedly Crasher, seven-timer Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR star, will be driving next year for Chip Ganassi. You say allegedly as if it's like 2020 and something could mm-hmm. change because it's a, such a strange year. <laughs> no, it, that's what the schedule, that, that's what his contract is slated to serve up for the public. Yes, Jimmy Johnson to race road courses and street circuits for Chip Ganassi Racing 2021. And 2022. Statman, how does this end well? And let me let me give you some background to that comment. Jimmy Johnson, seven-timer. I can't tell you the last time he won in NASCAR. Uh, not going out the way a lot of us hoped he would when he retires from NASCAR full-time 
this year. Jumping into a car where IndyCar, excuse me, NASCAR drivers have had success on an oval, Indy 500, with Kurt Busch. He's had success. But Jimmy Johnson, do you think Chip Ganassi is really just banking on his past and his name in order to successfully run uh, an Indy car? Because Jimmy Johnson as a backmarker sitting back there with, uh, I can't even begin to name a, a few, but a backmarker in IndyCar, this doesn't sit well with me. Jimmy Johnson, of course he's banking on Jimmy Johnson. He's not bringing in Mike Wallace to race the car, but he is banking on Jimmy Johnson's championship mindset, his championship uh, attitude, and his championship commitment to doing well. And Ganassi can give him a good car. Uh, and he's banking on uh, all of that coming together. He doesn't want him to win. He's got Scott Dixon to win. He's got Felix Rosenquist to win. But he's got Jimmy Johnson, who's going to bring attention and sponsorship and um, another entry into the program. Yes, he's banking on all of that with Jimmy, and he doesn't, he has no uh, expectations of him winning. Okay, see, that's kind of where I sit with this. I, I don't think it matters if Jimmy Johnson wins in IndyCar the first year, but because he is going to feel out all of these tracks, pretty much all of them for the first time, as well as the car, even though he has had a test and he will continue to test with the team moving forward before the season starts next year. But yeah, I, I kind of feel like next year is maybe a mulligan, but I do feel like he needs to pull out a win or two before this contract runs out because kind of like what Kenny said, we don't know the last time. I mean, it's been years since he won in NASCAR. And if you cap that with a couple of years in IndyCar with no wins, that's just going to seem odd. No, it's also been been years since Chevrolet was uh, big in NASCAR. Chevrolet once in a while does well, uh, but – the, for the last two or three years, it's been all Toyota and Ford. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – it's uh, and he's going to Ganassi, a Honda team. So I don't, I, I don't think – I don't think he has any expectations of him winning in the contract. I think he has expectations of him doing well, maybe getting to the podium. But it's hard to win an IndyCar. Look what Scott Dixon did today, going for his sixth championship, spun on his own. And, you know, I'm so uh, there's a lot of guys in um, IndyCar who are excellent drivers who don't win all the time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think he has no expectations of Johnson winning. He has expectations, though, of him doing well and being in the mix. And that is uh, as important as anything else. I mean, look at Tony Kanaan is a former champion. He's not competing for wins. So, uh, but he's not with a winning team, Yeah, but that Tony Kanaan could always use the excuse, not with a good team, but that's not the, that's not the issue. The issue is whether or not Jimmy Johnson can come from an entirely different discipline into IndyCar and can he win in the first three years? No. Uh, if if he that, that would be the shock of all time if he wins. If he gets into the top ten, look at what Kurt Busch did and how it shocked everybody. If he gets into the mm-hmm. top ten, 
that would be a, a major. If he does it regularly, that would be a major, uh, uh, a major effort by him. Yeah, if you leave it at that, because I think expectations definitely need to be low, especially if you get back to the comments we've had about drivers when they reach a certain age. And yes. Jimmy Johnson's been part of that conversation. Yes. And Indy, IndyCar, it's just it's such a different animal. You'll hear Formula One drivers and IndyCar drivers talk about opportunities lost when they just could not grasp where certain cars were going to go or move prior to them moving because they needed to be able to shoot that gap or to make that move. And it's just a different damn animal. A uh, heck of a lot faster. Yeah, it's I, I think stats right. A, a top ten would be a would be a win for Jimmy Johnson. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never dr- driven a damn Indy car in my life. But from what I see and what I watch, that's certainly my opinion that the top ten would be a win for JJ. Yep, yep. I I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I don't want to keep bringing up Scott Dixon, but there are guys. Uh, uh, Marco Andretti won the pole in the Indy five hundred, and he can't. He can't smell the top 10. He doesn't know what the top 10 looks like. He couldn't find it with a GPS. So, uh, you know, people are all over the map in IndyCar, uh, and it would be be unfair to put that kind of pressure on Johnson to win in the first three years of his deal. We're talking about Jimmy Johnson moving to IndyCar. It was announced... Wednesday. Wednesday was officially it? announced. Wednesday, right? Yes, it was and announced on the speed right- freaks two weeks ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> it we was slipped it out there for y'all. And and Crasher, from what you understand and everything that we're seeing here, it's strictly road courses yes. and street courses. But don't count out the Indy 500. Remember, Johnson's test was at Indianapolis. He has made comments about how the new Halo windscreen that IndyCars have implemented have made him a heck of a lot more confident in the stability of the car, the safety of the car. I'm telling you, do not count out Indianapolis. When you look at Jimmy Johnson's career and really what he's done, it's when you put him up there, he's right up next to Richard Petty and, and Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. It's, it's just strange. I, it, it's so, it, so strange, strange, whatever. It's just strange for me. I just think that there's something else there, whether it's Chevrolet or it's part of this new. Wait, what do you mean? Something else there with him retiring or something else there with him going to IndyCar? I'm, I'm, I'm making that point. Something else there with the this weird alliance between NASCAR and IndyCar. I just, it does not make that much sense to me. Does it have to? Because he has for, for, said also that he's always wanted to drive an Indy car. That that's where he thought he was going before NASCAR came calling. So I, I've never he, heard that. Yeah, he he has said that since his test with Ganassi. Okay, well, you just said he's always said that. He said it for what six months? Well, he said that when he was asked after his Ganassi test. Right. And, and that, and would, that well, would, see, he was planting the seed there. Yeah, that that's would what make he was sense. Doing. He was planting the seed that because he came online as a professional driver after off road when the IRL and all of that insanity was going on. So yeah. he, he didn't have a chance, just like uh, uh, Jeff Gordon and, um, uh, oh, Casey Kane 
uh, probably uh, Ryan Newman. All of those guys came up in open wheel in the sprint cars and dirt and had an expectation to uh, do open wheel in in Indy. But, you know, the IRL came about and NASCAR said, yeah, come over here, we'll pay you. Yeah, NASCAR capitalized and said, we got the bigger paychecks now. Mm -hmm. Used to be that IndyCar group, now it's us. Come join us. Yeah, it is weird how if you look at the projected path of drivers from the mid-90s to now and how it changed so drastically in so many ways. I, I don't know. I'd love to sit down with Casey Kane and say, are you happy with how things turned out? You were set to go IndyCar. Are you happy? And just, just I just want a real answer. I, it's just bizarre. You Just... Just hearing IRL. I know, that it, does sound so archaic. Sounds like <laughs> a, 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 a AMC Pacer. It just sounds yeah, just. Yeah, well, <laughs> the cars were not that great. They just, yeah. <laughs> we're just glad that that is in the past of the Open Wheel series. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Indy Racing League. Mm. And what was the not, not not Netscape, but what was the title sponsor at that one time? Well, Pet Boys was their first title sponsor. Oh my gosh! Pet Boys, and I, that's all I really remember is an IRL title. A race might have been sponsored by Netscape or AOL. <laughs> <laughs> Dial up, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Dave Mustaine, Megadeth, the new book, Rust in Peace. Holy smokes, always something to say. He'll be joining us next. And next hour, Brendan Gaughan, NASCAR star, and was in charge of guarding Allen Iverson at Georgetown. Join us, won't you? More Freaks next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. 
It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston accents or the cape cod scrod and these t-shirts are awesome made with the highest quality 100 cotton available and are just stupid soft grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com that's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I'm in this business for the reason that Megadeth is in this business, and that's because of attitude, integrity, and music. Dave Mustaine coming up in just moments, Freak Nation. Bring it up there, Richie. Come on, let's feed him a little bit more. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. A line of products to keep your ride on the road. This week's feature, complete engine treatment. Multifunction cleaner plus lubricant from the labs at Lucas Oil Products. I've seen those darn labs, man. There's dudes and women in there with white lab coats and clear glasses, goggles, coming up with all kinds of things to keep your ride on the road. It's designed by, for use in both crankcase and fuel systems. Do the smart thing, Freak Nation, and roll with the OG. It's Lucas Oil, complete engine treatment. Coming up next hour, Brendan Gone will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Was in charge of guarding Allen Iverson <laughs> when he played for the Georgetown Hoyas. He's got some great stories on John Thompson. Uh, also, we're going to go a little NASCAR trucking with Carson Hosevar. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. 
Now, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth's been in the Freak Nation a couple of times, but this one's for the memoir Rust in Peace. The thrash legend, his bandmates and crew tell the story of Megadeth's iconic fourth album, along with just some crazy-ass stories from addiction to inner conflict with the band. But if you get right into the meat of the issues that you have with Rust in Peace, I mean, you flatly come out and say that that iconic album was infused with the drugs and alcohol that you were on. Would it have been as badass if you were not on drugs or alcohol, Dave? Of course. When you look at what came out of your lifestyle at that point with Rust in Peace, can you look back at that produ- the production of that album with fond memories, or is it just a collective version of, uh, of an epiphany of memories of things that were happening at the time to where you were just like, holy smokes, how did we get through that album? I think it's a little bit of the latter. Um, but, you know, when you uh, are <laughs> starving and, um, you know, all that matters is, is your art and surviving, you know, you don't really tend to think about much other uh, than those two things. And, and I remember <clears throat> driving around to David Ellison's van in the back seat and uh, writing lyrics on pieces of confetti almost that he had that was rubbish in the back of his bus. You know, at late night, we're driving around uh, Silver Lake and El Sereno in Los Angeles looking for anything anyone wanted to score from. And, and uh, that's, that's how we lived. We would just uh, crawl the streets at night looking for anything to do or anyone to hang out with. Dave Mustaine, Megadeth. Dave Mustaine joining us here on the Freak Nation, the memoir Rust in Peace. At one time, what did you need more? The influence of drugs and alcohol or music or maybe music in front of a live audience? Well, I would have to say because of the medical dependency of alcohol and drugs once you're in the throes of addiction, that uh, that would be pretty consuming. But I also think that now, uh, you know, I'm a lot older. I'll have a, uh, a glass of wine if I want. I, I rarely do much more healthier now beat cancer um back to training um working on my fourth black belt right now and and um i'm happy when you look at the survival of cancer and it's crazy the litany of people who've come out in support and say dave glad you're back glad you're part of this whether it's richard marks or someone within your circle uh, what's the appreciation that you have for people coming out and saying dave you beat this damn thing. Congratulations. Uh, Richard Marks in particular, I was really happy about because, um, now don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm sure people will, so I might as well just bite it and pick it. Um, I, I thought Richard Marks was an amazing artist. I thought he had a brilliant voice, and, and I loved listening to him sing. Um, unfortunately, he went through some stuff, and some of us do, where we... Um, have to kind of take a sabbatical, take a step back, take a look at things. And, and I, I had not heard anything from him. And then I got that message from him and I thought, wow, this is so great. I love this guy. And, you know, same thing when Paul Stanley wrote me, I thought, Paul, you're such a legend because we were playing out in uh, that place in the Midwest. I think it's Wyandotte or something like that. And, and Paul's all decked out, and he's got his stilts on. And um, 
I'm standing out back to the side watching their meet and greet photo shoot thing, right? So Paul's standing right over in the thick of it, all these fans, bunches of them, and he just leaves and walks, stomp, 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 all the way through these guys right up to me. And he goes, oh, Dave, what's up? And I, and I thought, I'm going to have an heart attack right here. <laughs> and he went back and he did his meet and greet thing. And then, uh, uh, you know, I, I really appreciated that. But then when I got the message from him about my cancer, um, it just made me really, really, really love the guy. Because when I, when I was a Kiss fan as a kid, I loved Kiss. I, I thought that Ace and, and uh, Gene were great. I thought Peter was, I mean, uh, I thought Paul was great. I didn't even really like Peter that much, but um, man, it's so, so cool nowadays to, to just see, you know, you're an old man, all these guys you grew up listening to, you're friends with now, and isn't that cool? Dave Mustaine joining us here in the Freak Nation. Of course, Rust in Peace. The anniversary is, of course, this week, and it's the inside story of the Megadeth masterpiece that you can now get and hear all of these stories that we're talking about and many, many, many more. Let's go to the flip side of that. You talk about some of the stars that gave you words of of encouragement and who have you helped on the other side, whether it's a fan or a family member or who have you been able to help with your story? Well, I'll, I'll go on better than that for you, if you don't mind. Um, I had a uh, local uh, native son from Arizona come to my assistance when we were out on tour. Uh, Alice Cooper was doing the Constrictor tour, and we were out on the road doing the uh, So Far So Good tour, I think. And uh, he called me into his bus, and he had the uh, uh, dad talk. <laughs> and uh, I loved it, and and he's my godfather now, and and I, I think about him always, and try to help him with his uh, his uh, foundation, the Solid Rock Foundation. Uh, it's a good thing for young teenagers that need a place to go safe and hang out. And um, as far as me helping other people, gosh, I try to do that with everybody. You know, I hold doors open for people. I, I let people in traffic. I do all kinds of stuff where I, I just really, really try and, and go out of my way to be humble because. What is, what's the first thing you expect when you see a rock star? <laughs> yeah, right? but that's, that's not always the case, though. It's like, that's the Come stereotype. On. Come on, don't, don't lie. What no, do you think? Okay, I will say, before I got into the media business, yes, I would think that more often than not. But now that I've been able, for the last 20 years, to be able to talk to sports stars and, and music stars and actors and actresses, it is different. But why? That's just the stereotype. So how do you break through that more often than not? Uh, like eating an elephant, one bite at a time, right? Right. You just got to um, be willing to have some. It's kind of like being a Jehovah's Witness and going out on a Saturday morning and you're trying to sell those stupid magazines. <laughs> My mom was a J-Dub and I hated that. I wanted to watch Scooby-Doo and I'm selling these books with stupid pictures of little kids lying down with lions. <laughs> That's you, huh? That's what you did instead of cartoons on a Saturday morning growing up? Oh, until I learned how to get one of those cable box converters, and then it went straight to porno. Bam! <laughs> no, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's now one it, thing I've been blessed with. I got a hot wife, and I've yeah. never gotten into that thing. And my, how yeah. things have changed now. Kids, and it's just the Internet. <laughs> yeah. What was maybe one specific turning point that you finally were like, all right, this is it. This is my new life on the road to sobriety. I don't know that there really was any one moment because, you know, 
I had tried to get sober several times and, and we'd put a little bit of time together and then something would happen or, you know, we would be going someplace and um, my team would win and I'd have a drink or my team would lose and I'd have a drink or my team was just starting the season and I'd drink or the season just ended and I drank. But you know what? That's the reality. And that's what people need to hear. It's like everybody's journey is just drastically different. But you read or you see in movies, oh, you've got this epiphany. You've got this one point where it changes. No, that's not reality. So as long as you know in the back of your mind you're working on your journey, you might have a slip up here and there. Oh, well, you get back up again. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I think that, you know, like I, I uh, said a little while ago um, to the last interviewer, uh, I think forgiveness is a super cool thing. You know, when David Ellison sued me for $18.5 million um, and the judge dismissed him and then uh, made him pay a bunch of money on top of that, he got his ass handed to him in public. And, and uh, I was really, really, really hurt by the things that he said about me. And, and I thought, you know what, if I don't ever see him again, um, you know, I guess I'll be okay. And, and I was sad, but I figured, you know, he's gone. And then uh, one day I'm flying home from Dallas and the flight stops in Phoenix. And, and I, for some stupid reason, I called him up and I said, hey, you want to have dinner? And he said, yeah. So we met. And the first thing he said was, you know, I, I want to tell you, uh, it's the stupidest thing I ever did suing you. And um, I want to apologize. And I, I looked at him and I waited a beat. And I just said, Dave. I forgive you. I completely forgive you. I love you. Wow. And uh, it was over like that. And I think that that's really something great that people should take with them today. Anybody listening to this, you know, you may be somebody you need to forgive or somebody you need to apologize to, but I'll tell you what, man, it makes the day taste a lot better at the end of the day. His name is Dave Mustaine. Rust in peace. Get it now. Dave, man, we could go 80 minutes. We got eight, but thank you, buddy, for doing this. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. You guys be good. Stay safe out there. Yeah, you go through the 20 years of the Freak Nation and look at all the musicians we've had here in the Freak Nation. Uh, you don't hear too often about a the front man and really his co-front man, Dave Ellison, bass player for Megadeth, suing each other for $116 million. Oh. Oh my God. Can you imagine getting that summons? Oh, Wait, man. what? Oh yeah, you, you you pull out the you're at the summons or the issue and it, it, it the, the, the zeros just keep going. Yeah, right. <laughs> what does this guy want from me? Uh, hundred sixty hundred sixty. What the hell? Sixteen million dollars. Woo! Dave Mustaine, Rust in Peace, the book. Uh, on the life and times of Dave Mustaine trying to get through really their seminal album that put him on the map with real the name of the album was Rust in Peace as well. I played softball with Dave Mustaine one time at Pirate Radio. Tim. <laughs> what? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did I, you, okay, like, okay? What came of it? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't It was recall. that memorable. Uh, it was fun. It was at, God, what do they, what do they call it? Uh, oh, uh, Dado Field, legendary coach of the USC Trojans. Yeah, Rod Dado, played? yeah. Yeah, right? Is that we the game there. that you tore up your ankle before we were supposed to go to New York? 
No, this is before I met you, Stat Man. This was uh, 1992 or three, something like that. You had a life before you met me. Wait a minute, that can't yeah. be true. <laughs> how did? How the hell do you think we scored all these damn musicians, man? <laughs> right. That's right. Your music exactly. life. Yeah. Exactly. Before your racing life. Yeah, there was that life, right? Jesus, man. So yeah, Dave Mustaine here in the Freak Nation. Coming up next hour, Brendan Gone. Looking forward to getting him in here. He played for. John Thompson, uh, who recently passed away. John Thompson, Lute Olson, a couple of legends in uh, NCAA basketball, and just life legends. Uh, he was selected to, to guard Allen Iverson. And I don't – how much time do we have here? Uh, we we can, only have a couple minutes. Do we, Brendan do you, will tell some stories. Yeah, do you remember when – or did we know, Stat, that Brendan gone – had played for Georgetown before the first time we had him on the show? I don't know I think if so. before the first time, but it was early on that he talked about it, and uh, we realized that there was one rumor that uh, he, you know, Brendan's father is involved in Las Vegas, had casino owner and so forth. There's some rumor that as a way of saying thanks that he gave a huge uh, collection of, slot machines to uh, John Thompson. Huh. That is interesting. He yeah. gave him slot machines? Licensed well, the, the them to yeah. him. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, they and used he, to have a ton of slot machines. Yeah. Wow. He, uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm. it's a rumor, so I don't want to say where they were, but uh, yeah, he turned over a lot of stuff, said, thank you, John. And, and, he he has mentioned in several times that uh, uh, John changed his life, not yeah. just chasing Allen Iverson, but changed his <laughs> life. Period. Yeah, before I mean, Brendan does not have them, or the, at least not the licenses anymore. But at the beginning of Speed Freaks, Brendan had most of the slot machines in the airport, in the Las Vegas International Airport. Those belong to Brendan Gone. If you dropped a quarter in there, he was getting your percentage. Oh, boy. That's crazy. He's an OG, man. He's been he coming is. in for all the 20 years here in the Freak Nation. So he'll be joining us next hour. Got to get, gotta get to this uh, Bubba Wallace story, Mike Wallace story. It's just, man. Yeah. Kind of gnarlified when it comes to NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, big, big second hour coming up, Freak Nation. Uh, make sure you're part of it, all right? More Freaks next Motorsports Radio, redefined. Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks coming up. Brendan Gone, NASCAR star, hanging up his, his gloves, his fire suit. This year in NASCAR, probably going to see him in an off-road car, off-road truck, 
back where it all began. Uh, his story of playing basketball for John Thompson of the Georgetown Hoyas and a gentleman who was in charge of guarding the one and the only Allen Iverson. So, yes, Brendan Gaughan will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also going to get to the story of the Wallaces, Bubba Wallace and Mike Wallace. No relation. Mm-mm. Two stories from two different Wallaces. We'll get to those. And then, of course, we got your Not Much Motorsports coming up. So, Statman, if I would have told you that you have an opportunity to run for Richard Petty and that you get a chance to run for Richard Petty for three or four years, maybe own part of the team, uh, you take me up on that, right? Without question, yeah. What do you think is behind all of this with Bubba Wallace making news this week about he's gone, he gone after this season from the 43? What are you reading into it? What do you know about Bubba Wallace leaving Richard Petty? Uh, I think Wallace has shown the ability to be good and run up front uh, late in the race. And what's happened a number of times is that the strategy at the end of the race uh, has always been, not always, but it's been bad a lot of the times. And he, I think he's got the skill set to be better than what he's showing. And uh, I always say that when Eric Almarola drove that car before uh, uh, Wallace did, he was uh, a 20th place driver. When Almarola went to uh, Stuart Haas, he was much faster. Uh, and I think that uh, Daryl, when he leaves Richard Petty, uh, he's going to be faster. We think of Richard Petty Motorsports as being Richard Petty, but it's owned by someone else, and the name is only there, and they're yeah, not true. getting the best um, talent behind in the shop, in, in the boys in the shop. So I think Wallace could be better than what he's showing in the 43. So we're, well, we should talk about this later, but I'll tease it with this. Don't answer yet, because we'll talk about it later. Does he land? We're talking about Bubba Wallace, currently driving the number 43 for Richard Petty Motorsports, announced he's leaving the team to pursue another option. Do you think he lands in the 42 vacancy or the 48 vacancy? Don't answer it yet. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, well, just think about it. I, I get it, because we, we got to we gotta, we gotta. I know uh, we don't have much time affiliates. right yeah, now. I, I yeah. get that. But, of course, the 42 is being vacated that but once was driven by Kyle Larson would be a little bit of poetic justice there as Kyle Larson had to immediately leave the seat after a racial slur in a, a an online racing series due to COVID-19 but that is that is vacant and then of course the 48 being vacated by Jimmy Johnson retiring from NASCAR and moving to IndyCar do you think that I, that I could lose my train of thought Yes, yes, you, you could definitely lose your train I of thought. I lost my train of thought. I was going off of your, oh, that uh, Kyle Larson, you think he will be back next year with Stuart Haas? Boy, Tony Stewart is making such a push for it. Yep. And it's gotten a lot of people going on social media. So, Kenny, it's 2020. Never mm -hmm. say never. 
I don't Anything's think possible. I don't think sponsors want him back. And uh, I don't they, think so either. At least not yet. Yeah, I think that nobody, no sponsor wants people out in front of their uh, office uh, chanting and and saying you support racist. And he's got to overcome that somehow. I don't think he's racist, but he's certainly insensitive. And until that gets worked out. Uh, no sponsor is going to touch him. Mm-hmm. Freak Nation coming up in moments. Brendan Gone, NASCAR star, got a start in off road. His old man, Michael Gone, major casino owner. South Point there in Vegas. Yep, that's his old man, Michael Gone. That's the one they used to have. Oh, the Orleans. Mm-hmm, Orleans used to have that. and others. Yeah. He'll be joining us in about. 10 minutes, but first, going to get this crash cloud of spit news and notes and resume some, with some affiliates. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this 20 years of Speed Freaks. Statman, he's here. Crasher, she's here. Yours truly, Kenny Sargent. Coming up, Brendan Gaughan, NASCAR star. His stories about playing under John Thompson and guarding Allen Iverson. You're going, what? Yep, he played ball at Georgetown at one time. <laughs> but first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Purchase four qualifying truck tires from General Tire and get back up to $100 with a Visa prepaid card. Need more information? Go to their website, generaltire.com. Been rolling with us for two decades. Crasher? Formula One raced the Tuscan Grand Prix, and it wasn't a typical Grand Prix. Two red flags, debris everywhere, a bit of a crash fest. But the bottom line is this. It ended, the result was pretty much much of the same. When you're good, you're good. This guy even had a slow start, but for his sixth time this season and 90th overall, Lewis Hamilton won the Tuscan Grand Prix. And get this, he had another special podium moment as he wore a T-shirt on the podium that read, Say Her Name on the back and Arrest the Cops Who Killed Breonna Taylor on the front. Keep on keeping on, Lewis. I have absolutely loved what this guy and also IndyCar driver J.R. Hildebrand have been about this year. IndyCar had two races and two winners from the pole position this weekend. Neither day was points leader and season dominator Scott Dixon, however. What? <clears throat> Finally, it was a breakthrough of sorts for Andretti Autosport as they swept the podium. Today with Colton Herta on top, Alexander Rossi second, then Ryan Hunter Ray third. Saturday belonged to Team Penske with Will Power, the winner from the green to checkered flag. NASCAR race Richmond this weekend. Started with the trucks on Thursday night. Grant Enfinger, your winner. On to the Xfinity Series, Justin Allgaier with the checkers. And then Saturday night, cup racing, baby. Your winner, Brad Keselowski. The ARCA Series raced in Toledo. And much like the other Ohio race, IndyCar down at Mid-Ohio, Sam Mayer also won from the pole. He's now your two-time winner on General Tires this season. A bunch of big news broke this weekend. Of course, Jimmy Johnson's two-year contract. After retiring from NASCAR this year, he will race IndyCar for two years with Chip Ganassi Racing. California Speedway becoming a short track and something we're going to talk about coming up. Bubba Wallace out of the 43 by his choice 
moving on to greener pastures. Georgetown Hoyas and NASCAR star Brendan Gaughan next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage? Just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil Brake Fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness Products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy. And time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil Products. For more information, check them out. LucasOil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Mother, I don't want to take my medicine. 24 years in the gutter again. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Everybody's acting like they're all alright. Last hour of Speed Freaks. Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, he was here. Colton Herta, IndyCar Series winner from Mid-Ohio, he was here. Coming up in moments, Brendan Gone. Many, many years in the NASCAR Series. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity Trucks, NASCAR, no, the old Winston West Series. Got a start in the Off-Road Series. 
Michael Gahn, his own man, who has a whole lot to do with the success of Las Vegas. Complete engine treatment from Lucas Oil. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. It's some highlights. Cleans and lubricates multiple systems, removes harmful deposits, gum and varnish, improves cold temperature fluidity, lubricates upper cylinder walls and rings. Go with the OG, man. Don't mess around with those that try and copy Lucas Oil. Complete engine treatment from Lucas Oil. Brendan Gaughan, who's been a friend of the Freaks for the last 20 years, probably longer than 20 damn years, a history <laughs> that he's had with us, uh, whether it's NASCAR Cup, Truck, Xfinity, the old Winston West, uh, his old man, Michael Gaughan, uh, has his fingerprint all over Las Vegas. But more importantly, you took, uh, you took some directions from the legend John Thompson, Brendan Gaughan. I uh, I was very I've I've always been very fortunate, Kenny, and you guys, you know, like I said, we've you've been around since the beginning of my NASCAR side, and remember the old Cadillac we were joking about a little bit ago. But I was I've been lucky on so many levels, but one of the main ones that I was most lucky about was that John Thompson was in my life. Uh, I never would have become the person I am, who I am, how I am, if it had not been for his guidance and his mentoring me. Um, during those, you know, those big formative years. And I, it, uh, it, it's, it's hard for me to talk about some of it, but you know what? I just, I just, I can remember, I, I'd hear him yelling at me right now, calling me <laughs> my usual name and saying, I'm fine. <laughs> Shut up and get going. So I, uh, I, I, the man was amazing to me. It was definitely a different era of how, uh, uh, bonds were made, which is not that way anymore. But I, I, I thank God every day of my life that John Thompson was. Uh, I got to be in his life because he meant that much to me. Freak Nation, John Thompson, as we know, passed away on Monday, and Brendan Gaughan, who certainly made his name in racing, whether it's off road or NASCAR, and of course the Gaughan name in Las Vegas is synonymous with what's going on there. But John Thompson, the fingerprint that he left on this planet is incredible. But Brendan, if, if people know you, they look at you and they think. What is this short white guy doing playing with Georgetown basketball? Share with the Freak Nation yeah. how in the hell all that went down for you to eventually line up against Allen Iverson. Yeah, you know, if, if if you're not familiar with me, go ahead and Google my name. And if you if you Google me and look at me, you're definitely not going to say Georgetown basketball. Uh, I'm the first one to freely admit that. But that is uh, not my that is not something you would picture me with immediately, but you know what? I, I, I said this to somebody earlier to the family earlier today, Kenny, and, and I always laugh. You want to know what type of person coach Thompson was? Yeah. And everybody talks about his basketball coach and all the things that he, he stood for and, and all the things that, you know, publicly that he did. But I told, I was telling somebody earlier, I said, what could I do for that team? I played basketball at Georgetown University. But honestly, look at me and look at my skills. What could I do for that? They had Allen Iverson, Jerome Williams, Don Reed, Othella Harrington. We had guys that were, were you know, NBA All-Stars, Hall of Famers. I, I couldn't really do anything. I wasn't going to make us better. But you know what? Coach had a role for me. He used me in that role, and I, I, I did my best to play that role. But I needed him more than he ever needed me. 
And I, I just, I, once again, I just, I think back to how much he's meant to me in my life. And I just kind of always went, how the hell, what? I mean, <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know what stroke of luck played into it, but I always kind of said, he didn't need me, but man, I needed him. Brendan Gone is one of the original friends of the freaks. He's been around almost as long as we have. Brendan, I can imagine it's tough for you. You played for John Thompson at Georgetown. Thompson demanded a lot of his players, just like Lute Olson, who died last week. These are guys that demanded things of players that we don't see anymore. You think that's changed the game, that college basketball is different with that kind of mindset gone? Well, I mean, look, I've... I've Personally, I think the kids have got the world and the kids have gotten soft, but that's just, I, I, when I say that, I, 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 in my head, I picture Dana Carvey from the old Saturday night lies days, you know, <laughs> that's the way it was. And we liked it. You know, I, I feel like my, my parents tell me they walked uphill to school both ways in the snow. Oh yeah. They lived in Vegas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, I just, I, I, it was just different mentality. Every era, you know, is different. Our parents said it about us. We say it about our children, and that's. But those were men that were, that were were had had roles that they played in their life, and like I said, I I, I just don't know don't know what why God blessed me with John Thompson because hmm. I I certainly couldn't do anything for him, but he sure did a lot for me. Brendan, give us some stories about John Thompson, the names he called you, the toughness that he imparted to you. Tell us about that. Well, coach, I mean, I, I can tell you, I can't tell you 10 things of basketball that he really coached me, but I can tell you a million things of life that he coached. Me. Please do. You know, John Thompson was more about coaching life. Hmm. And, and that was the fun part of him. But for me, there's lots that we, you know, we don't talk about inside the Hoya family, but there is there, particularly when it comes to racing, it's really funny. Coach hated me racing. Huh. Absolutely. Just did not like it. Didn't understand it. Didn't get it. And he, when I was in college, I found out the reason I got kicked off the football team was because Coach Thompson. He thought I would choose football over racing and and made the football coach tell me to make a choice. And that was why I got thrown off the football team when I chose racing over football. It backfired. He didn't think I'd do that. And then he started, he came to a couple races and I had him and, and Bill Russell of the Celtics came to a, a couple races with me early in my career. And coach would get done and go, boy, you're crazy. I don't like this stuff. <laughs> and he, he, he just, he, he never quite, uh, he just didn't like it. And the last race he ever came to was 2003 Richmond when Bobby Hamilton senior wrecked me after the checkered flag intentionally. And he was at that race and he sat on pit road and I got out of the care center. And he looked at me and he said, boy, that man tried to kill you. And I said, no, sir. I said, he just was having a bad day about something else and took it out on me. He goes, no. That man tried to kill you because I do not like this. I will not come back and watch this. I will support you, but I am not, I do not like this boy. When are you going to retire? <laughs> and, and I sat there and said, sir, I, I hope it's for a long time. But yeah, he, he was, he just did not get what we did. And it, it drove him absolutely crazy his whole life that he just, it used to, I scared the poop out of him often. He said, watching us, watching me race. And it was always an honor to know that he was watching me. 
Brendan Gunn, NASCAR driver Brendan Gunn, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, okay, we're talking about your football and basketball days back in college. Coach Thompson got you or helped to get you kicked off of the football team. Yeah. It backfired. Yeah. How did it backfire and help to get you on his basketball team? No, it didn't. I was already on the basketball team. Okay. So I was playing both football and basketball. And racing. Which in college, <laughs> which in college was – I swear I went to class. I swear. Uh, but – so he, he, he didn't like the racing thing because I'd race in the summers, and he just didn't like it. He'd watch it on ESPN back in the day doing the off-road, the, the short course off-road stuff, you know, and doing all the jumps and, and flipping the thing over and land on your wheels and keep going. And he thought this was crazy. He thought this was absolutely juvenile and crazy and didn't understand it. And at Georgetown, look, the man who runs Georgetown for the athletics is not the football coach at Georgetown. <laughs> it's the basketball coach. And the football coach was in his, it was going to be his third year, my junior year. And when big John Thompson tells the football coach that he wants something done, <laughs> coach Benson <laughs> did what he was told. And so he told him that, you know, I don't like him playing it. Tell him to make a choice. And when coach, I'll never forget the day coach Benson called me in the office, of course, after hell week. Thanks for that, Kenny. Thanks for making me go through hell week first before you <laughs> decided to make me choose between that sport and I looked at him I said coach this ain't Nebraska <laughs> this is Georgetown football I'm like I, I take it serious I appreciate it I love it but uh, you know and he says well you mean make a choice I said okay I shook his hand I walked out I went to the pay phone for you children at home that was a phone you used to put quarters in to call your parents and I, I grabbed the pay phone downstairs at McDonough gym I called my father and said looks like I'm off the football team <laughs> she's like okay so that was that was it and then i heard years later that the coach went back to coach thompson football coach said can i put him back on the team now now that deal's done now he's off <laughs> i was like thanks coach appreciate it yeah that man that man when he micromanages a life don't worry he micromanaged life <laughs> he knew what he wanted and he got it done he knew what he wanted, and he and so God be it, you're going to do it. <laughs> Brendan Gunn is a former Hoya basketball player. It's his job to go up against Allen Iverson, of all things, in practice night after night. Brendan, did you have to tape your ankles up after practice? What did Allen Iverson do to you on the court? <laughs> so I came into college with, with kind of a beat-up ankle from football. Uh, so I already had my right ankle. wasn't great. But yes, the old joke of he crossed you so hard he broke your ankle. Yes, that I am. I am the literal definition of that joke. Uh, Allen's freshman year, he crossed me so hard, he broke my ankle. It dislocated, stayed out, and I literally went to the training room. They put it back in place, put tape on it, and ran back in, and then proceeded to knock him on his butt and remind him that I'm still here and it's going to hurt when he hurts me. Wow. <laughs> That is greatness. Brent, and I've played for two years with it that way. <laughs> it's it's oh. interesting that we're having this conversation. Again, that was uh, many, many years ago, and we've got the social unrest at this point. Of course, what happened with Bubba Wallace and NASCAR and NASCAR get behind Bubba Wallace. Go back to those years of being coached by a black man in Georgetown. And I mean, you're a young man. Did you realize the significance of what he meant not just to you young men, but to society? Uh, I think people would be surprised if they really knew what he thought about the things going on now. Um, 
I, the one thing about Coach Thompson is the people that think they knew him really didn't know him. And the things that he thought, he always kept to himself unless you were close enough to have conversations with him. Wow. And for me, I struggled with a bunch of things in college while I was there. And I spent many a personal hour with Coach, him trying to teach me lessons and make me learn things. And he told me two of the greatest things that ever affected my life. He said, one, no child was ever born a bigot. Hmm. And he goes, no child is born with hate. They, and, and it's not his own quote. He got it from somewhere. But that's what he always told me is, so when you have your children, teach them the right way. And the second thing he said was, you can't take a whole and teach them not to be a whole. He goes, once they're ignorant and stupid, let them be ignorant and stupid. Just don't be near them. And, you know, he... uh he had a lot of influence on a lot of things, but I think people would be surprised that uh, he, he, I don't think he thinks the way most people think he would think. Wow. It's incredible. This guy walks into a room, Crasher and I had a chance to interview him two years ago <laughs> in San Antonio <laughs> for the Big final man. four. He Big was, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's just, I don't care if you don't know who the guy is. It's, the aura with John Thompson was. Oh, yeah was significant. No, he just, he, no matter, no matter, forget the, 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 the large stature of him when he walked into the room, when he walked into the room, there was something though, even about, like you said, that aura, if you didn't even know who he was, you went, looked and went, the man doesn't scare you. It's not like he scares you, but there's something about him that commands like, whatever this guy's about to say, I better be listening. And he, he was a giant, it reminds me of my father, a giant teddy bear when you know him, <laughs> but, but when you don't know him, or if you don't know better, you're going to look at him and say, man, that guy, holy cow. But it, deep down had the heart that you, you just wish you had personally. He was that great of a man. Would John Thompson have bought us a steak dinner at Michael's like your old <laughs> man did at one time? Well, Coach Thompson would have told my dad to buy you the steak dinner. That was the great thing about him, too. He knew, he knew who to ask for when he needed to get stuff done. <laughs> well, man, this is fantastic insight, buddy. Uh, let's, uh, let's don't wait so damn long to get you back in the Freak Nation. Listen, uh, you, only got a few, you only got a few more with me. Unless you're going to start getting me back on for off-road racing, you only got one more NASCAR thing for me, so... Honored to be part of what I hope to be considered one of the OGs of the Freak Nation. Oh, yes. Always appreciate you guys. Miss y'all. And uh, give, give that Henley a, a hug from the guy he doesn't know. And tell him that <laughs> wait till I show him some pictures of his daddy. Love boy. It. <laughs> Brendan, thank you, Broham. Anytime, guys. <laughs> you back. Six-time world driving champion Lewis Hamilton won Sunday at the Tuscan Grand Prix in Italy. Post-race, he wore a t-shirt supporting Brianna Taylor while he talked with media. Hamilton's anti-racism efforts have been strong. This week, he showed another interest, launching X44, a team that will compete in the all-electric Extreme E off-road series. He said this is a step towards raising awareness of global environmental issues. Chip Ganassi Racing and Andretti Autosport have announced teams as well. Hamilton says he won't be part of the driver lineup and he won't take a direct operational role in the team. Extreme E will race electric vehicles in five remote locations that are already damaged or severely threatened by melting ice caps and deforestation, among other things, 
damaging the planet. The series is scheduled to begin in Senegal in January. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. October 31st, purchase four qualifying general tire truck tires, and you'll get up to a $100 Visa prepaid card. That's right. Buy tires and get money back. How about that, man? hundred bucks. Four qualifying truck tires from general tire. It is truck season, man. Later to summer, hello to truck season. Go to generaltire.com. So, shoot, maybe uh, 28 minutes ago, Crasher asked Statman the question. Will Bubba Wallace end up in the 42 car or the 48 car? Now, Crasher, were you asking that question because you have more insight like you did to Jimmy Johnson going <laughs> to the IndyCar series? No, I don't. I just personally would love to see him in the 42 car because of just how incredible that would be for sponsors that were just literally left <laughs> with their pants down, so to speak. Okay. And, well, I mean, what there's Le- there left hanging. Let me just left hanging. Hang yeah. And there was a driver that Kyle Larson dropped a, a racial slur during a video eye racing event. Mm-hmm. And boom, two days later, Kyle Larson is out of the seat and he was a pretty decent driver and sponsors like McDonald's and target. I mean, th- these companies were like, Oh, now what? Mm-hmm. And I forget the bank that was involved with them as well. So, yeah, I would just love for that story to kind of have a kind of be wrapped with a bow and Bubba Wallace getting that seat. I just think it would be Statman? poetic justice. No, I think the 42 is going to be uh, left over for Jimmy Johnson to drive uh, periodically, not regularly, but periodically when he joins with Ganassi Racing at IndyCar. Uh, I don't I don't. I don't think that they would want to bump um, Daryl out of the 42 so that Johnson can drive it when he's available or when he wants to. But hold on a second. You are saying that Daryl Bubba Wallace will potentially end up at Ganassi? No, I don't think he'll end up at Ganassi. And I don't think he'll end up – I think he'll end up at a Chevy team, uh, and that means that he's got to go to Hendrick. And I – I don't think that uh, will happen. I don't. I was surprised that he went to um, to uh, Richard Petty, but I don't think he's going to end up at uh, Hendrick. I'm not sure where he's going to end up. It wouldn't surprise me at all if his uh, his sponsor, Dave Stewart, Worldwide Technology, wouldn't put him in his own team and maybe put. Uh, as a satellite program with somebody else, maybe a satellite with uh, Stuart Haas, which would be Ford. But I think that uh, Chevy likes him in a Chevy and wants to keep him there. That's okay. That's interesting because, I mean, this was a bold move to make on Thursday, just announcing that he's leaving the team. Clearly he's not going to do that unless he has his plans for next year all figured out. And I think that I think Stewart, uh, it doesn't make sense 
for Stewart, a businessman, a billionaire businessman, to uh, take uh, Wallace under his wing and then let Daryl bump around and beg people for a job. Right. Uh, I think that it makes more sense tax-wise, it makes more sense business-wise to have his own team uh, and to put the right people behind that team, not to watch him run around in last place because he had worked his way up to at least running 15 to 20. I, I think but he'll arguably- have his own team. Arguably, though, putting together your own team in NASCAR these days means bumping around in the back for a couple of years until you actually figure things 20 out. 20 seconds, Statman. Uh, yeah, I just think that Stewart, that's what Stewart wants for him. Dave Stewart, of course, not Tony Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Dave Stewart, yeah. Freak Nation, NASCAR Truck Series driver Carson Pulsivar joins us here in the Freak Nation. Not much motorsports coming up and more. Gonna wrap this bad boy up. Next. Another one buys the dust. Another one buys the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one buys the dust. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston accents or the cape cod squad and these t-shirts are awesome made with the highest quality 100 cotton available and are just stupid soft grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com that's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome 
Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freaks, you follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. And of course, Facebook, we're there for it, speedfreaks.tv. But doing it for 20 years, Freak Nation, you could take us anywhere. Depending on what affiliate you're listening to, bam, they got an app iHeartRadio, radio.com, TuneIn, SoundCloud. You got the Freaks. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Good to, get the, good to get this guy here in the Freak Nation. We give some love to those that. May not have national prominence, but frankly, yes, uh, exactly. Sounds yes. like uh, sounds like Carson Hosovar has something going on. Uh, Carson, let me see if I get this right. You compete part time in with Nice Motorsports. It looks like they field a number of race cars in different series, whether it's the NASCAR Truck Series, Late Model. Help me out here, buddy. Uh, what all the series do you race in, man? Yeah, so we uh, so I run part time this year, being age restrictions with NASCAR, uh, with Nice Motorsports. They really uh, have taken a chance on me this year, so to be able to jump up to the opportunity uh, in the NASCAR Truck Series this year has been really special and um, you know really job fulfilling or bucket list fulfilling, however you want to do it. Um, just mm-hmm. to be in the top level of NASCAR, uh, top three levels of NASCAR, that's been a lifelong dream. And then uh, we have our own little family-run uh, race team with just one guy, um, Zach Dunson, who's been working on our Super Late Mall program and been helping, uh, getting some help from Van Dorn Race Cars and Butch and Johnny. They're both uh, brothers and right in their shops to kind of have a, a co-alliance right there, um, just right in house. It sounds like you've got it pretty well down pat on who you race for when you're racing. Carson Hosovar joining us here in the Freak Nation. You ran at Richmond in the Truck Series. You're going to be running in Bristol. Do I read that right? You're going to be running in Bristol here this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, we start. We run uh, Thursday night at Bristol. I leave Tuesday for North Carolina. And then uh, and then Saturday we run the Super Late Model again at Pensacola for the Blizzard Series in lead up to the Crown Jewel of them all, Snowball Derby at the end of the year. Oh, heck yeah. And you're all of 17 years old, right? Yes, sir. Yes, and get this. He was, let's see, you were a pole sitter in the ARCA series two years ago, so were you 15 years old when you sat on the pole for an ARCA race? Yeah, yeah, right at Berlin. Yeah, exactly, where you won this weekend. That's just, that's incredible to me. Tell me there's no pressure on a 15-year-old with a bunch of old guys behind you breathing down your (laughs) neck. No, I mean, uh... You know, I've never really had any pressure. Um, you know, I don't let nerves really get to me. Um, you know, I just enjoy driving race cars, and I feel like that's one of my strong suits. Whether, um, you know, whether I try to or not, that just comes. That part comes naturally to me. So to be able to not have those nerves and 
and really thrive under pressure and, uh, you know, real make or break moments. Um, you know, I feel like is, is my strong suit in, in racing. So to be able to have that, um, just at a young age already, um, you know, and already having, uh, winning races this year, especially. So to be able to do that and keep thriving and hopefully keep on this momentum. Carson Hosevar joining us on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And, he, of course, he's the winner from Berlin Raceway earlier today. Talk about Berlin Raceway. I know it's pretty much considered a home track for you, being Michigan. But what is it about this track that you like and that is different than other tracks that you maybe cherish a little bit more? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is it's just so unique. Um, you know, you look overhead on uh, Google Maps or anything and look at a track map. You know, there's nothing really like it in the country for how you attack this place and, and how you get around it more so, um, you know, line-wise and just racing characteristics. You know, it, it pulls from a little bit of everywhere, but um, you, you really can't pull from Berlin. Um, you know, it's definitely its own beast. So to be able to really kind of have this track down in a sense and, and be able to finally get a crown jewel there. They have uh, the Berlin 251, which was the Rowdy 251 for years. And, um, you know, they just started the Money in the Bank 150 and mm-hmm. had a shot there the first year, um, you know, three years ago. So to be able to finally click this one off was huge for me, especially being at home. Um, you know, I grew up at Kalamazoo watching and also grew up racing uh, or watching Berlin and finally got the shot a few years ago with Johnny Benson to run it outlaw late mall. Oh, nice. Carson, would you say this that Berlin Raceway is your favorite track, or what about Anderson, or what about some of the other tracks? You keep mentioning Crown Jewels, but you're winning some of those races now, so where is your favorite track? Uh, I mean, it's hard to uh, knock off the first one, uh, or a top favorite. You know, I just have a lot of them, but, uh, you know, obviously Berlin racks up right at the top. I, I love, um, you know, really driver-demanding racetracks. Um, that you're really up on the wheel, um, whether, you know, Berlin, you can't over attack it, but it's very, very, um, you know, line sensitive slinger speedway is very fun. Um, you know, Anderson, uh, is, is up there, uh, obviously winning the red bud 400 helps. Um, you know, every time you win every, it, it then becomes your favorite racetrack, but no, uh, you know, running these races tracks like Richmond and gateway and, and Bristol are really cool, but obviously Berlin. Um, right near the top. Would you say, Carson Hosevar joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits, would you say that Bristol is a driver-demanding track? It's just, it's so tight, but is it driver-demanding enough? I mean, absolutely. It's so line-sensitive, especially with, um, you know, putting the PJ1 down uh, and really, you know, it's, it's not a full car lane, so you got to really make sure, you know, you don't overdrive the corner and step out of the PJ1 right around the bottom and um, you know, it's so physically demanding also too. So you're right up on the wheel, um, for 200, 500, whatever the laps may be, um, you know, just right up on the wheel, elbows up, um, from dropping the green flag to the end. So you got, you know, physically, uh, going against you and also, um, you know, you're right around a little boring on the bottom. So, um, you're fighting for the bottom, fighting to get by somebody, root them out of the way or whatnot, especially now that they cut the top away from, from being a, a real big factor. Carson Hosvar, you describe yourself as a driver who's focused, wants to concentrate on the line, getting around the track as fast as possible. How are you on the radio then? Do you want somebody telling you what's going on elsewhere on the track, or do you want it quiet so you could focus on what you're doing? 
I feel like I'm very easygoing on that part. Um, you know, I've worked with uh, hunt, uh, a handful of spotters and different crew guys and, and on the radio, um, more or less, and be able to. I've had both ends of the spectrum where they talk almost a little too much or a little too less. So, um, you know, as long as, you know, the feedback I'm getting is, is what I, I need, um, you know, bare minimum or way too much, you know, I'm not really, um, you know, real big, big picky about anything. Um, you know, I'm just really easy going and, you know, as long as I'm driving a race car, um, you know, all's good in the neighborhood. Have you never, have you ever told your spotter to shut the hell up? Uh, a few times, um, you know, maybe when, uh, you know, we're struggling, uh, with, with a race hand or I'm struggling with the handling of the car or whatnot. And he's asking me to do something that, you know, I can't, and, you know, he doesn't get the memo that I can't do that. You know, I might be a little vocal, but, um, you know, I try to say it, you know, as calm as, as, as one driver can. And, you know, obviously, you know, in the heat of the moment, you might get a little fired up, but I feel like, um, you know, I've always kept some sort of a, a cool level head when I key up the radio. Has a crew chief ever told you to shut the hell up? Uh, or a I spotter? Mean, my face. He's probably thought about it um, <laughs> or, or, or turned on channel two or, or went to go key up the button or anything. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, uh, if so, I've never had it happen yet. But obviously, um, like I kind of said, I, I don't get too wound up or too vocal. Every once in a while, they're like, all right, it'll calm me down or, or, you know, I'm talking too much every once in a while, but uh, it's always uh, always been kind of calm on both parties. Carson, host far, you might be a driver's driver. You've driven late models. You drive the big trucks in the NASCAR series. I've driven NASCAR trucks at California Speedway. It's a handful, especially there in turn two. Do you like the trucks and that huge windshield, that brick that's going through the air, or would you rather be in the sleeker stock car? It's totally different uh, driving styles, um, and I feel like the truck style um, re- really fits myself of just being hard on the throttle and running as hard as you can. And, and I talked to Ross Chastain, who ran Nice Motorsports last year. I talked to him almost almost once a week just about these trucks and about the racetrack I'm going to, just asking questions, and, and me and him both um, you know, kind of fall in the line, and we just love attacking corners and attacking the racetrack and attacking the race car whether that gets us in a good spot or a bad spot um you know we always give uh you know 100 percent uh 110 percent and um you know that that's been my biggest uh you know point on i think not struggling as much as maybe i would have expected um with no practice is just being able to you know get right out there on lap one and, and just put it all on on the table Carson, many drivers have told us they like dirt. They like the way it feels. It prepares them for the pavement sometimes. Where do you fit in that? I mean, uh, I mean, I love dirt racing. I wish I, I wish I did it more. Um, you know, I feel like I was leading up to running a few midget races this year, um, before COVID happened. And Mm. that didn't, uh, that kind of stalled my plans of running dirt this year. It kind of limited everybody's schedule a little bit, but running the truck series at Eldora and then running, um, you know, a, a micro spent for a few, few races was always, uh, always a fun time. Would ARCA full-time interest you as a next step? I know we talked about the age restriction with NASCAR, but that's going to go away sooner than later. What about ARCA in order to kind of run on a little bit of everything to be that next step? 
Uh, I mean, I guess I don't really know. We haven't really talked about last next year. Obviously, I'd love to go full time in the truck series. Yeah. To kind of, um, just to kind of keep building on uh, my, our momentum and chemistry with Nice Motorsports. So obviously, um, you know, any any time you get into a race car is is good experience. So, um, you know, I just guess we'll just wait and see a few months from now and see what twenty one brings. Well, this was cool. We need to follow this guy up to the Snowball Derby faux show. Sounds like you're outside chopping some wood. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) I just got done eating at Applebee's just about 20 minutes ago. (laughs) That, my friends, is a victory dinner after winning today in Marne, Michigan at Berlin Raceway. Bam! Applebee's! Hey, Carson, thanks for doing this, bud. Absolutely. appreciate appreciate the time, guys. Hopefully do it again sometime. Yes. Thank you. Not, not much motorsports. Motor not much motorsports. Not, not, not. Well, not only not that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsports. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. <laughs> tether off, we're gonna tether off the mother sucker. Tether off the sucker. Statman, not insinuating here anything. You too, Crasher. Yes, you are. But have you guys thought about, okay, frankly, I am. Uh, Have you thought about what kind of coffin you're going to uh, lay down in for the last time? I want to be cremated. Okay. Yeah, so do I. Well, let's just pretend that you want to take up more landmass. Oh. When you die, okay? Well, then just make it cheap wood so that it 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 dissolves. A different Rocco's logo on there? Maybe Mario Andretti's face? Why waste any of that? that that's just money just not Just play well along, okay? okay? Jeez. <laughs> this isn't reality. Fine. <laughs> A solid gold John Elway. Okay, great. A 94-year-old Virginia man with a lifelong love of juicy fruit has received permission from the Mars Wrigley Company to have his casket painted to resemble a pack of chewing gum. Sam Oakey, president of Oakey's Funeral Service, was asked by friend Suddy Economy, what? Suddy Economy, 94, to be buried in a casket painted to resemble a pack of juicy fruit. Why do you have to get clearance? What's... What the hell's Wrigley going to do? Take their freaking backhoe out there and dig your crap yeah. up and put you in a body bag? Exhume. <laughs> well, what if somebody wanted Why to be buried in that man? What if somebody wanted to be buried in a speed freaks coffin? Then wouldn't they have to have your permission to do that? Hell no. Oh, come on. God. You who wouldn't was it that, you wouldn't step up no, there who and was say it you got the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is true. It's really no different than a tattoo. Yeah, who was it that got the tattoo? Yeah, we've had a few Speed Freaks tattoos come our way. We're like, oh, hey, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not like you're selling it. That's where the licensing issue comes in. So, yeah, you're right. Why would he have to get approval? That's a very good point. Statman, what would it take for you to be an official cheeseburger tester? Uh... A lot of pills for my gout. Ah, okay. 
We went there, didn't we? <laughs> you yeah, you, we did. you asked, yeah. Hey, yeah, I asked. Yeah, it's reality. A gambling website is offering $500 to a winning applicant willing to serve as a professional cheeseburger tester. Bonusfinder.com, based out of Amsterdam, they're seeking cheeseburger tasters to find the best burger in the United States by grading burgers on criteria including patty texture, patty seasoning, bun softness, bun taste, complexity of flavors, relish or sauce taste, cheese flavor, and creaminess, value, whatever. 500 bucks, that's it? Yeah, that should be more than 500. That'll get you enough. That's a lot of grease and a lot of preservatives. But that'll get you enough in and out uh, animal style double doubles. And now I'm hungry again. Yeah. You don't need to go any further than that. You know, I mean, that's after that, there's nothing else that matters. Can you just get gout thinking about that stuff? Like gout of the brain? Uh, no. You're so bad. As long as you, as long as I got the pills, I could try anything. There you go. <laughs> Stat man for twenty years, shoot the juice to the moose, and yeah. cut it loose. Zip. Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined. <laughs> 